0: Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. I'm Heather, your host, and I'm here with... Jeremy. And...
1: Uh, <laughs> that was my Clint Eastwood impression. That was good. Yeah. yeah we were
0: just talking about Jeremy. Westerns before we uh, started. The face was good, too. You know? Yeah, thank you. You, did, you do decent impressions. I work
1: on them a lot.
0: I can tell. It's good. <laughs> um, so with us today, uh, you may notice that William is not in the room with us, but um, we do have a special guest on our podcast today. Um, one of my favorite theologians, uh, Miss Olivia Mead. Hey, Liv. Hey, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me.
1: I just want to say it's much more enjoyable with Will not here,
0: isn't it? Wow, it's, it's been so, so peaceful. Listen, it's
1: nice, right? We're, we're sitting around talking about movies. Like you had something to add to that. Will have been like, I don't watch movies. He like, does. It's, he it's, says it's, that every time. He he I tried to bring up we westerns in the day. There's like, I don't watch movies. I just watch TikTok. <laughs> that's all he does. It's like he's such a that's he's fair. such a <sighs>
0: Debbie Downer. He is. Like he brings bad juju in the room.
1: Yep. Right, whatever that means. I don't
0: know what that means, but
1: bad juju. Sounds like a German saying.
0: You would know you love Germany. <laughs> <laughs> so, Liv is going to be on the podcast today, and we're going to be talking about a very important topic.
2: Um, and it's so not great. sure why you're laughing, Germany. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm laughing at my old, my bad juju joke that that I thought was really hilarious. He's telling me, yeah, okay. I need going to, to rein it can. in. Yep.
0: So we're going to talk today about um, why it is important to equip women, um, how you can do that, why it's important um, for women of all ages, um, not just certain ages. So, um, Liv, I wanted to uh, give you an opportunity to kind of. Um, the last five years, um, you have really, really um, taken off with women's ministry, like being a desire and something that you love and have a passion for. Um, I wanted you to be able to give like a little background of like how you got into that, what your role was, exactly what you did, um, so that our listeners will kind of know um, like where you're coming from with mm-hmm. it, your uh, your past with women's ministry and uh, what that looks like to you today.
2: Yeah. So um, I, I grew up in the church. Um, I can't remember a time in my life that I didn't really have language for God or like an understanding of what church was, um, at least a general understanding. You know, it was always part of my life. And so growing up, I was surrounded by women in the church and not just women who attended, but women who, did so many things to ensure that the church was functioning well. So like potluck dinners or (laughs) cleaning the church or setting up a ministry or um, doing the finances or like picking up things from the post office, you know, from every aspect of of, like logistically things that had to do with the church. At least for me growing up, I saw women doing all of that except for preaching, you know, on a Sunday morning or maybe leading a ministry. Um, So I started to find as I got older, and um, especially like in college, you know, I, I started reading more um, books by women in ministry, and just seeing a seeing a little different of a perspective than maybe what my real upbringing um, would have afforded me. And I started to notice that <clears throat> there was this disconnect between um, what women were doing in the church and what I felt like my gifting was and so um I love to teach the bible because I love the bible and I love being in a setting where we can Um, fellowship and discuss you know what's going on in our life but also like being in the setting where we can take it a little academic and see like what does this text say what does this mean and how do we apply it to our lives and so um, I didn't see a lot of margin in the churches that I was in for that for women and that's not to say that it wasn't important or that what women were doing in the churches I, I was in You know, wasn't important because it it is highly important. But um, my desire to really step into the the air quote women's ministry space was from this place of just seeing a need for myself because I found myself um, looking at Bible studies like from LifeWay. Yeah. Or purchasing a book and reading books along with other women that I knew on the Internet, but that weren't in my church. Yeah. So I was being discipled by women outside of my church. And, um, you know, I, I just I believe that it's highly important that that discipleship comes from within the local church, that's particularly good. for women. So that's good. Um, so Jeremy has told us before that um, he doesn't really
0: you know, he didn't come to know Christ and um, wasn't brought up in um you,
1: you can say it what i mean i wasn't i, w- I was I, w- I went to a uh <laughs> one of those churches that, that didn't no. say anything good it was one of those episcopal churches no
0: i wasn't gonna say that yeah. i don't say stuff like that
1: well it's, it's um, true <laughs> I mean, so yeah I, I wasn't brought up in church
0: so you weren't brought up in church. Yeah. So, um, so. Jeremy, the um, church. When you did get into church, did yeah. you see women in any of the like in any teaching roles? Oh yeah,
1: so so like I have always been okay. So coming just coming to faith, um, the Lord used primarily women. Um, so like if, if when I share like if I if I were to sit down and look, okay, who did the Lord use? <clears throat> there is my sister Jessica, my sister Jennifer. They're my stepsisters who, um, who came in my life when I was about eighteen years old. Uh, and my grandmother, right so th- these these primarily used women um, and I didn't re- I, don't, I can't say um, once I was a believer I, I met some strong men. Um, but yeah I, I've I probably primarily saw church as a feminine thing just because most of the people that I knew that went to church were women. yeah uh, you know I had a had a girlfriend who I was dating. And her, um, she, you know, she was a pretty hard. The, the daughter was a pretty hardcore atheist, and I remember her mom was very much like, "If you're going to date my daughter, you have to go to church with us." And we both kind of made fun of it all. But um, the dad didn't go to church. Uh, so, like, I, as I look back, anybody who I knew that was serious about their faith was a was a woman. Um, and so, yeah, I, I love it when you said, like, I looked around, and said, "Okay, there's obviously a need," um, because I think I think that sometimes. It's so interesting to me from a pastoral standpoint of trying to say, okay, we all know, like half our church, usually more than half our church, because um, I think most people that still come to church or and most or most faithful are women, yeah. um, yet mm. yet pastors feel really ill-equipped to like disciple women. Um, we don't mind teaching on a Sunday morning, but it's like, okay, what do I do from there? You know, I can't quite, it's probably not the most appropriate to say, hey, yeah. let's go get some coffee. Um, and so there's that, there's that barrier there that gender barrier that feels uh overwhelming and and deals with wisdom and all that that uh i think prohibits a lot of good ministry from happening
0: so the culture that you know that we live in just the um the communities that we live in i don't think that um like women teaching is uh still very taboo Mm -hmm. um you think it is yes i think yeah. so so I, in was raised context, in logan, right? I, I was raised in logan county um i know liv was raised in lincoln county and you were raised somewhere in virginia somewhere, so many
1: different places <laughs> so, somewhere out in virginia just moved around like a nomad um
0: but i i know even today like um if i would go back to the home church that i grew up in um women have uh have an opportunity to teach children um, yeah, do
1: women's do children's ministry? Do children's ministry, yeah. you do that's, children's that's ministry
0: which is uh, the majority of what children's <sighs> ministry is, yeah. and, and
1: that's sad too. By the way, I love—I um, don't know if he listens, but I love when I see Michael Esslinger Michael helping out with kids.
0: Yeah, he's awesome.
1: I love—I love seeing men help out with with kids yeah. because it's like, yeah, that's like a that's like a,
2: mm-hmm.
1: a ladies thing. And I'm like, how, when did that become a ladies thing? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. So I remember an instance. Um, At one of the churches that we were in uh, growing up, I was probably in middle school at this point, but I remember one of the pastors, we were doing a vacation Bible school, and you know, you have like all your teachers for VBS, but then there's a a director, like a VBS director. Um, So he was it was important to him that the vbs director not be a woman yeah although the woman who was directing vbs had been doing it for many years so i remember that being a situation that me even as a middle school girl i was like you were aware second, of it. this is this yeah. seems like you know i didn't have have really language to explain like like
0: why? Well, because she saw what her doing mean? the work and he yeah, was. Yeah, getting... she was clearly
2: the one who did yeah. all the work. But it was because she was female that she couldn't hold the title of Vacation Bible School yeah. Director, so, which is kind of, I mean, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Um, I don't, I don't,
1: I'm, so I'm trying, I think, I mean, I know where they're going to for scripture for that, but it, like, it clearly doesn't apply there. Like, I, I don't. I I, I'm sorry. I, I, it's the same, it's the same thing. I, I think we talked about this before on a separate podcast, or maybe I was venting to someone and, i don't know but but like when a christian school won't hire like a, a female principal uh, it's like I, I i don't i don't i don't understand i don't and anyways I, that's that's a shocker that they cannot have a female vbs director i'm not I'm, so that's um
0: fascinating. a church that i was a part of um
1: name location pastor i'm just kidding
0: <laughs> they were a part of an association I'll and um there was a, a title a job it was a not, yeah. Was it paid? No. Oh. <laughs> um, it was called Youth Coordinator.
1: Oh, okay.
0: It's somebody who just, like, oversaw, like, um, who helped plan... Like, youth rallies, mm-hmm. that would probably fall under, like, revivals for you, like your <laughs> dis- disgust for them. Um, but th- that was a one of the – I was very involved with that organization, and one of the last years that I was the leader of it, which I'm surprised they allowed it because um, I remember this row of pastors sat there, and they were kind of like – I had to look to them while I was up front um, behind mm-hmm. the podium to, for guidance, like – because it was a business meeting. But I remember um, one of the things was they were trying to nominate a woman mm-hmm. for the position. And this was a woman who has dedicated her life. Um, yeah. Somebody who was a mentor to me. Non-pastoral position. Non-pastoral yeah. position. Um, and it was like, it was ugly. That's um Yeah, I, had, I took so many calls after, <laughs> after that meeting to so many men who were higher up the ladder in the association um it was really uncomfortable i feel like it
1: goes (laughs) one way or the other right either either you have the pendulum that swings that and where you have um where you have women pastors yeah and then the other pendulum Mm -hmm. to the other says says, okay you can only deal with children you can't
0: and clean the toilets right Mm -hmm. you can't
1: speak in front of anyone um and yeah i just find that find that odd and obviously there's a call right in titus 2 for women to teach women so like and, and i love that you have such a passion for that because we have oh, is that where you're going oh look at that i, I
0: had taught us too right there. yeah so like where, where you
1: have this where you have this call for no one so we all understand okay scripture says women should teach children not sh- just women but that's a that, that's a that's a important role um but also Women teaching women, and the inability for many churches to have an avenue where that happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just fail to do it. And I think normally it's because people don't feel like they have someone who can. so i I don't know where you're going, but I, I was curious what what for you, um why do you think you've grown up in the church? Why do you think that that's like a a swing and a miss for so many churches they They do not have. They're not propping up women to teach other women.
2: Hmm. I think, um, I think often, you know, there can be many different reasons, but just from like a general standpoint, um, it's not a priority. So I think for in many churches, it may not be a priority to have some sort of, um, like formal discipleship setting for women. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that's not to say that discipleship isn't important to those churches. Um, But, you know, if it's not something that's happening regularly or that you're putting any sort of resources into, then that would lead me to believe it's not really a a top priority. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, just speaking from my own experience and in in the area that we live and that, you know, Heather and I have grown up in – I think that there, it's taboo. It's it's like even even when when women are teaching women, and there's like a women's night or women's ministry setting, the topic is often. Um, <laughs> It's topical. it's topical, you know. Yeah. It's not exegetical. We're yeah. not like we might be talking about the Bible, but we're gonna like go to Proverbs thirty one, or we're gonna, <laughs> and you're gonna do a craft, and you're and uh, like this is not me hating on crafts. By the no. way, yeah. I, I do hate crafts, like yeah. just uh, like in general as a person, I'm not a craft person. Yeah. But if you're a craft person, that's that's wonderful. So I'm not hating on that We've kind of like crafts from you. Really <laughs> but I'm just saying, like I think that that is what we have come to believe is is culturally acceptable as a women's ministry. Absolutely, and so if and I think there's also a lot of women who don't don't know how to teach like They'd, exegetically, yeah, you know, it, 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 yeah. there's n- there's not an a- equipping there because, like, if you're a young man and you come into a church and you show any sort of interest in teaching the Bible or learning how to study the Bible, right. then likely there will be a conversation of, wow, like maybe he maybe he's interested in being a pastor, yeah, or maybe we should give him the opportunity to, you know, do some training or or whatever it may be. Like there's I, I don't want to call it a fast track, but there's, there's clearly an avenue for men, for men yeah, absolutely. to kind of, to move <clears throat> to into that. Deacon, and so what trustee, whatever, position whatever it, it may be. be yeah. yeah. And so for women, there's, there's not always a clear avenue for, for mm-hmm. that. And so that's what I would love to see in, in churches. And you that's know what, what there's I, an avenue for the newsletter. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, okay. don't get me so sorry. I, so let me let me add to that if yeah. you don't care. Yeah, yeah, no. So um so don't care. um we the church that I grew up in, we had a Lady Circle. They still mm-hmm. have a Lady Circle. My name is still printed in that. I take like I hold that with a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. Oh. I love those women. Those were the women who raised me, who mentored yeah. me. Is it like a
1: club called the Lady Circle or is it like just like a
0: it actually is like you don't have to be a part of it um but you can choose to be a part of it and they still choose me so that's a good thing you're still in Um, i'm still in it i'm still in circle eight (laughs) 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 um but you know i started teaching when i was uh i started teaching youth ministry when i was probably 18 19 had taken a big interest in youth ministry um in the church camp that we grew up in and stuff but nobody ever took me aside and especially the women who had taught me, who were teaching me in youth group, who really poured into me. And I mean, there's so many women um, who definitely had a huge impact and still do. Um, mm-hmm. But nobody ever sat down to say, hey, this is how you should. Here's some ways you can study the Bible. Like, this is what I do when I teach. Mm-hmm. You know, what are your what are what's something you what want to do? What do you think teaching the Bible is? Like, nobody ever took the time to disciple me in how to read my Bible? How um, you know how to be equipped to even teach the class, which is a really scary thing because mm-hmm. um, I just really showed desire to work with youth, and so like they just handed me a platform and said, "Here you go."
1: Yeah. So, uh, so they didn't they didn't help you in teaching children.
0: No, which I is mean,
1: which is crazy, right? Because I would, I bet you most pastors would would their hesitation of having women teach other women is probably because they're like, I don't know if I trust women. But But, they trust them with children.
0: But they, (laughs) they trust you with the sponge that, you know, and that's so scary because, um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, now looking back, like, I, like I realize I probably was not doing the right thing. I had never been discipled, never been trained, never been, you know, the way that, um, the way that a church should, do right by their women and train them to train them to to know how to love and read their Bible and then teach them how to do that with other women and and children. You know, we have Mm -hmm. a lot of women who teach their children, too. So Um, another thing that we were talking about with the churches, I think it's an ignorance in tradition. Okay. The area that I grew up, I think a lot of people, they did it because Grandpa did it.
1: Oh. Like we can't, mm-hmm. we yeah. can't
0: allow this lady to take over because women aren't supposed to do that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just an ignorance in the traditions that they hold fast. They don't want controversy. Okay, um, so I,
1: I have, me, I have met, um, I knew a pastor who who was a sweet man. He was a good man who probably would agree with everything that's been said so far. And he had some older women in the church who were that like what everybody fears right like yeah. very cranky and I, so just to give you an understanding they like,
0: were the bosses of the church pretty much
1: yeah so yeah. Yeah, what, okay so they're both dead now so I can make this joke but um, oh, one. what Yeah, <laughs> yeah I saw you go I don't know does that make it more sense I, don't, I, I they don't know how to work their I mean, iPhone they're going to be angry now right so. right yeah so what the husband's name was Doris and his wife's name was Doris which is hilarious right, right Doris and yeah Doris and Doris I love this
2: okay. already right
1: yeah so Doris and Doris Doris was, um, he was the eldest deacon, and the other female, Doris, uh, was head of the youth rooms, or, or Sunday school rooms. Nice. So the pastor had asked, uh, hey, would you be willing to come do something with, with the youth at, at our church? I said, sure. He gave me, the, told me what room to use. I did. It was only like six kids. Um, and she, uh, the next time I was asked to do it, which is two weeks after that, they put a big chain on the door. Um, because they were upset, she was upset specifically. Female Doris was because we didn't ask permission to you from her to use the rooms. Dang.
2: So,
1: yeah. So like, so
2: I, she chained it.
1: She chained it. Yeah. Dang, like she put it. a chain. Like like the biggest I mean, chain I can she respect could find. Her hustle,
2: honestly. <laughs>
1: that's so when I when I think of someone saying like I, I'm worried of what I'm going to I think they have that like the tradition
0: sorry I'm laughing because we used to put locks on the cabinets and that's kind of like <laughs> modern day yeah, yeah, yeah modern day Doris yeah so
1: so when when uh, I, I think of some pastors who look at their congregations and they're probably scared terrified especially the traditional types of getting a female Doris. And yeah. or, or upsetting a female Doris and, and then having to correct. And, and that takes time. And, you know, and like, not that it makes it right. I'm, I'm not not that it justifies just to give it some explanation of why it probably happens. Maybe some. You know.
0: But Mingan, how does that make the pastor look
1: weak? <laughs> and it does. Right. Because at some level, your your goal is to disciple people. And if that means you might have mm. to suffer a little bit for their growth, absolutely, then then you do so. <laughs> um yeah it it's it is it's the but you know again i I say this as someone who's fully vocational right yeah. if someone who's part time and has another job like like that's a whole different podcast but you know um they should they should do it, but I'm trying to think like i that would be that probably that's a hard that's a hard area to step into though I think the reality is it's worth it I think that's what pastors you see if they're if you're bivocational it's worth it. Um, because you're forsaking at a minimum half of your congregation, um, and something that you're called to do. And so, yeah, you might That's ruffle good. some feathers, but it's worth it.
0: it. It is worth it. So, Liv, um, I want to talk to you. Okay. I'll um, sit over here. Though. No, you're good. You <laughs> just, just sit there. If you, if you could like run your fingers through your hair to put it down a little bit, that would help me to be able to. <laughs> is like, my
1: hair messed up today? <laughs> yeah. It's, it always is messed up. Where's your hat up. at?
0: Where's your hat at?
1: I don't know. Okay. Well, you. just
0: kind of like work on it. In okay, a minute, I'll, I'll so. sit over here. Thanks. Do my
1: hair. Make a craft. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm a little upset. I, no one has. I've been to many men's Bible studies. You've never and we've, been to
0: a women's bazaar.
1: I don't. Mm. That is okay. So bazaar. That's something else, isn't it? Uh, bazaar.
2: Bazaar. Yeah. Bizarre. Bazaar. B a. Not bizarre.
1: Bazaar.
0: Bazaar. This is like. The craft yard sale of all okay. yard cells, yes. okay? okay? These women have put a lot of time all year into making these crafts and these quilts and all these so fancy I, you things. Know what? I think Their I think goods. men's
1: Bible studies should take up some crafting. I I no. like a little I like a little coloring and crafting.
0: No. Don't I could either. do that. Y'all can do the crafts. <laughs> <laughs> Sh- show me a man that'll do the craft, please. <laughs> Paper airplanes, those type of crafts. Okay, I'm
1: over here. You you do your thing.
0: Yeah. Um so just, just thinking about um, how the church has a variety of different women from different backgrounds. Um, we have single women. You know, you have teenage teenage women who are girls who are growing into womanhood. You have single women. You have married women. You have married women with kids. You have single moms. Um, you have widows. Um, talk to me. Uh,
2: let's talk about why ministry is important for all women. Mm. Um. Because I think so ministry in terms of, you know, having having a deep understanding and knowledge of the Bible um, and ministry as in learning uh, about and discipling um, women in that way is important for all women because no matter what we're facing whether it's difficulty in a marriage whether it's singleness whether it's the loss of a partner or a child or infertility or you know the list can go on and on and on and on of of specific challenges that women face in different seasons i think something that anchors us is god's word And And our fellowship with one another and and the two go hand in hand. So if we have um, too much emphasis on feelings and fellowship, then when those hard times come, you know, when we're struggling, then I think, you know, I think it falls short um, because we're not anchored or maybe rooted in the truth of scripture in the way that is is very meaningful, regardless of if we are, you know, in the valley, um, I guess you can say. And so I think it's important because we need to see, like, you know, the young girls— need to see as they grow grow older and grow in the church um, what I want them to see what I want my daughters to see and all the all the young girls in our church um, I want them to see women leading things in yeah. a way that is um, beneficial to to the church not just to women in the church but to the church at large um, and particularly our local church because you know we can We can have bazaars, (laughs) you know, we can have fellowship nights, we can have those things. And I I think that they're important. They're so important and they all have a place. Yeah, they do. But I think that if we are not really getting to the substance of what does it mean to make disciples and how, how can we do that in a specific setting, um, for women specifically, and maybe, in maybe an avenue that, that is lacking, um, How can we do that and how can we make it known for for the women coming after us and even for the for the women who are before us like a couple years ago I was teaching a class about how to teach the Bible so like what we were just talking about you saying that you wish that someone would have pulled you aside and, and, and showed you how to do this. Well, in this class, there was a woman who she's in her sixties, and we were the the whole point of the class was was just learning how how to study the Bible, and yeah. we were using Jen Wilkins' book, Women of the Word, yes, um, and one. and walking through that and taking some practical ways of like this is how we you know do the hermeneutic basically. Um, so during that class, this woman who was in her sixties and had been in church for the majority of her life, she came to me and said, "Why has no one ever told me this?"
0: Yeah, that's good.
2: I I did not know this is the way that I should be studying the Bible. It opened. I mean, it's like bringing tears to my eyes right now, yeah. thinking back to that because she she didn't know that the, that more it was there, you know. And yeah. and I'm not saying that that's necessarily a pastor's fault. So like often in these conversations. um we can lean more towards, like, well, pastors aren't resourcing women, and I think that that's a problem, mm-hmm. like, often, you know, and so I don't want to neglect that, but as women also, like, I, I didn't necessarily have a female mentor yeah. who walked alongside me and taught me how to do this. I sought it out for myself and taught yeah. myself, you know, and I have men that I've been thankful that I can lean on, and Absolutely. pastors like Jeremy and Will, who I, I know have... Um, you know, they answer my questions and I follow their lead and things. And so I have that, but I, I didn't have a female mentor who walked alongside me and, and showed me this way. Like I saw it in other places. I saw it in other women who I don't know personally. Um, and I, I am passionate enough about it that I kind of figured it out for myself. And so I think there's a piece of that, that we have to have a hunger for as women. Like we have to have an interest in, in, you know, going deeper in maybe talking about theology, maybe reading that book that's not the the newest, prettiest cover um, by the latest Bible teacher, although it may be a great book. Like, maybe pick up a a book from the 18th century on theology. Like, I don't know. It's tough for me to hear, Liv. Uh, uh, I'm very sorry. I, no, I'm not, I'm no, not hating on those books because
0: I no. like them too. But oh, I know you do. Um No, uh, listen. I've never
1: read a f- the f- the accidental feminist, but the cover of that book looks phenomenal. I have two copies of it. Yeah, and I'm like, I really I've really actually want to not read it.
0: that I one either, too, but I, I have her. Cover's phenomenal. What's that? Yeah. you can borrow mine.
1: I have two copies.
0: I think you gave me my copy. I'm, or maybe I
1: have one then. <laughs> well, I gave one to Amber Bevins and asked her to read it and get like, because I'm gonna read it, but like, I have a, I have like I have like a thousand like, books that I'm like slowly creeping through. Yeah, yeah, me too. So, anyways,
0: I have a goal of 34 books for my 34th year this year. Yeah, I I'm struggling to those goals. Struggling. Um. Did you were you about to say something else before? Uh, probably, probably. Okay. No, Liv, Um, I think that you know what you just said. One hundred percent is why. One, we not only asked you to be on the podcast today um, <laughs> to discuss it because you do it so beautifully. Two, you're you have such a love and a passion for it that it just oozes. Out in a good way, not a nasty. Yeah, I won't say oozes. <laughs> <laughs> it springs. Okay, okay, well, it springs. Which is a nicer sorry. word than oozing. It, spr- <laughs> <laughs> it springs to life, like the flowers, and the bees want
1: to circle it. Your passions, like festering beneath you, and it oozes <laughs> okay, out. Okay, don't uh, be all right. gross. All right, um, I, I want to add something to what she because I love what she said. I and though, like I, when it, when it comes to you said it's not, it's not just pastor's fault. Um, though they may share the blame. Um, I think there's some truth in that, but also, um, I think husbands too, uh, and, yeah, and, and a lot yeah. of husbands have kind of like theologically leaving their wives behind Yeah, and an important reason. I think it's also really important for women to, to grow spiritually, um, and, and be able to read the word, expose the word correctly. Um, okay. So when I'm, when I married Julie, I had, I was not raised in a church, right? Um, and I remember when we got, when we first started dating, getting married, I, I asked her like, uh, I said, Hey, can you, I need your, your help. Cause I don't understand the Bible. I don't understand the old Testament. I was a, I was a new believer and I really didn't understand maybe when we were dating new believer, but I didn't understand the old Testament. And so I was closest to her and, you know, she tried to, you know, make some sense for of it for me, but not every, not every wife has the a, you know, has a husband who understands scripture all that well either, but yet they're having to, um, ha- they're ha- they have children, they're, they're growing spiritually together, they're supposed to be a sanctifying presence to one another. Yeah. Um, and so, even for the sake and health of your own family, um, having that, I, but I can't tell you how many women have told me, I don't feel like I'm, supp- I feel like I'm not supposed to expose it that's a man's job and I'm like oh that's just so mm-hmm.
2: that hurts me too. it does yeah. right because like
1: like whether it's men need need uh, husbands need their their wives and other men and and women need other women and and their husbands and these these relationships we the Lord uses them to grow but and so all of them need to be strong um and so yeah like if, if we want other women in our church to grow or even other women in our household right like my daughter's gonna learn how to be a godly woman not from me, mm-hmm. uh, from, yeah. from the, from her mother. And so I, I anyways, I, I can, I love what That's you said. good,
0: Jeremy. I actually had a question down for you. Like, you know, as a, you know, your role at new heights as pastor, um, you're one of the pastors, but you know, uh, we talked about this last week, you know, one of the things that God has called you to do and be is a husband and a father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you honor God, by being a good husband and by being a good father you know and and you just said you know you like claire is going to learn how to be a godly woman from yeah. julie mm-hmm.
1: and, and julie helped me a lot and still helps me a lot and that's an right? amazing
0: thing i mean right. and not everybody has that i mean that's a that's
1: but but i'm I'm thankful that there there are women so it's so funny uh i when i was talking I'll, I'll, I'll julie doesn't listen to these so she won't know but uh,
2: maybe she'll. be glad she, she probably it. will
1: as this part. But but I told you like she, when it came to women's ministry, right? She's always been a bit ugh, standoffish because yeah. of the crafty yeah. thing. Again, not that she hates crafts, but her thought... she can who-
2: hate crafts. I said it. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's recorded for it, me now. Her, I crafts.
1: Her big thing was I have I have so much time with my children, um, and I you know I don't oh, know when that so end good. date is. I don't want to leave my kids. My precious children, for something without content or substance. Mm-hmm. Like that's I'm asked being asked to do this, and I'm gonna go there and you know, some tears and yeah, to add value. That's such a, yeah, that's mm-hmm.
0: such a good like standard to hold for all things. Yeah, not yeah. just women's
1: ministry. Listen, <laughs> right, well, and, and right, Dang. she yeah, takes no, that super good. serious. So like when she came and I asked her because I was with the kids, I said, "How was it?" She's, "It was awesome." Like. That meant a world to me because like I know that's there is a high standard there. So like it it, so it was super encouraging. That'll
0: kind of go into the next thing, you know. Um we have recently actually two weeks ago started a women's Bible study here at New Heights and um Liv, you're leading that. And we um did like a registration just so that we would know the church did to know how to plan for that and to um, you know, for the materials that we will be using and stuff like that. But um Man, last time I was here two weeks ago when we started, it was amazing just to see the women, um, and it's such a diverse group of women too. It's mm-hmm. um, women of all ages, um, it's moms and daughters, it's widows, it's single women, I love that. Um, moms yeah. who <laughs> moms who have littles, um, who um, who struggle to get babysitters and um, I love that you guys have offered to do child care um, yeah. mm-hmm. because I saw so many moms taking
2: advantage of that
1: I did as well so she was like why don't you do child care and Will and I were like
2: well you know volunteers yeah, and, and yeah I wouldn't really let go of the child care yeah. Yeah, that's thing. good. I'm I, I'm glad you I pressed live. it because I um, know how important it is yeah because
1: you, you had said like mm-hmm. if you provide child care uh, it was it was like a field of dreams moment if you have it they will come and so it's like all yeah. right so I will
0: I'll be very honest with you. Like probably morning of or the day before um there's a newer lady she's been coming here for a while but she was new to me because mm-hmm. you know i've been <laughs> as micah basham says in and out of the church for a while now <laughs> um i've been busy with our little home um and i have to sometimes miss on sunday so i hadn't had a chance to introduce myself to this lady and um i was thinking man i really would love for her to be there so that i could talk to her more and get to know her more and um i saw her i was dropping off my little in the nursery and she was dropping off one of her littles in the nursery and i guarantee you she would not have been able to come participate had that not been an option child care been an option so um and and uh, so i you and i had a conversation live after uh, ever almost everyone had left that evening um i would say the majority of the women there have never been taught how to read and love their bibles the way that um, we're about to dig into and dive into. And mm-hmm. that's a beautiful, beautiful
2: thing. Yeah, that's very exciting to um, me. Because I think that it not only not only does it open up a, like, a whole new world, not to go all Disney yeah. on you, but. Um, we used to sing on this podcast. You well,
1: remember? not we. It's always been <laughs> just you. <laughs> <laughs> but you have had it.
2: Well, well anyway, Disney, you know, it, it just opens. It opens the door for so, so, so for so much more, so and I does. think if if anything, I want women to feel empowered when they open their Bible that they can study it for themselves. Absolutely, and no, that they good. can read the same things that our pastors read. Yeah, they can gather the same things that the pastors get, like the the books and the commentaries that they consult. We can consult those too. Right. Like yeah. we can read that too. We 100%. can we can go line by line and and walk through a book and and really understand it deeply and you know that that causes us to love god better and so my goal is not just or you know i would hope that our that our goal collectively um in in the class and in the ministry is not just to gain knowledge but to gain knowledge that causes us to love god um more deeply
0: okay i have two more questions and then i think we'll we'll round it down and wrap up so, what are the what are different ways besides just teaching the word that we can equip
2: the women in our church? Um, I mean, gosh, I think often there are women in our churches who, and I don't, I don't want to say our church like this church necessarily, um, but there are so many women who fly under the radar. Oh yeah, um, because maybe they're very introverted. Maybe um, they're single moms who are not going to be like, hey, can I grab coffee with you, pastor? Right. Um, you know, there's so many, <laughs> um, I think, situations like that, that, that women do fly under the radar when they're really needing not just care, Not you know, I'm not just talking about like pastoral care in a crisis, yeah. but um, real discipleship. Yeah. Um, and I think that we see that in small groups often, like if we can be connected well in a small group, um, we see that in a discipleship group or class like, you know, our women's Bible study, um, creating opportunities like that to engage it's easier for a woman to sign up for a women's Bible study and come to that and we can capture her there. So like, if there's something going on, we're going to, we're going to find out about it there. She's going to be seen there. She's going to be talking to other women there. Um, So I think as often as, as we can create a space like that for women um, to be able to easily come rather than having to take step one, step two, step three, step four in order to just have a conversation with someone um, that we would be better for it. That's good. you have anything to add to that?
1: Yeah so so I, I want to make sure I had an idea and I want to make sure I'm answering it correctly. Can, can you give me the question again?
0: I said what are some other ways besides um, teaching the Bible yeah. that we can equip the women in the church
1: so so the the, the Lord has gifted every um, sister, every daughter of his with giftings right he, with with spiritual gifts. And um, I think recognizing that and finding a, a place for them to, to minister. And, uh, so, so there are some there, – there are many churches that are top-heavy, meaning uh, most ministry stuff starts at the top and kind of flows downward. If you want to get involved in this, you know. Um, and this is, this is not at all like to Tudor to and horn, but we don't, we don't really do that. Um, and there's some complaints for that, but not, not often at least. Uh, so I think what, what we could do, we could do better and continue to do, because I think we try, but we could always do better, is encourage women, hey, you have a passion, um, run with it. So, so take, take Tina Maloney, right? Tina has a, has a passion and she knows they i have the green light to run with this and and to go with it i don't have to you know oh i'm I'm, I'm a woman should i do this uh no you're you're, you know you're you're child of god you have you've been equipped with this do these things um so i think making it more clear and finding more avenues to uh, for women to feel like hey you don't you don't have to i can't tell i I had a i remember had a, a woman who asked me hey can i can I open up my house for a, a Bible study? Oh, uh, this is several years ago. And I'm like, Well, yeah, I, I don't know your home. Like I don't I don't mind. <laughs> like, like, yeah, of course go do that. Like, why I don't care. Um, but like for women to know but that's that's been the environment for so many, right? Yeah, I have yeah, to ask permission yeah, yeah. to use yeah. my house. Yeah. Um like, no, you you're on mission. Go go do your thing.
0: Hmm.
1: So, that's good. That's it.
0: So the last question Who is your favorite woman of the Bible?
2: Oh my gosh i can I want only pick one oh i can I, only I pick one. one i have i have can one. i pick one from the old testament one from Oh the New yes testament. please okay um okay i'm gonna go with jl from the old testament <laughs>
1: yeah
2: um love her you know crushing skulls literally yeah literally um but man i also love deborah in that story too so good you know what i really like hagar also yeah Oh, okay. um, I could go on and on. So, Listen, New Testament. Um, <laughs> Hagar. Could, Hagar
1: has my like. Ishmael is my favorite name. So, like, I, I wanted to name Maddox Ishmael. So, I like, love if, that. if Hagar has nothing else, she has wonderful name tastes. So, yes,
2: Eldroy. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> she named God. Well, he named it anyway. Um, okay. So, New Testament. Man, I'm going to go with Priscilla because I identify most with her. Um, <laughs> That's great. So, yeah,
1: Jeremy, what about you, Jeremy? Oh, see, I'm gonna go with like uh, it's gonna feel generic, but
2: I have so many more I, that I'm thinking of right now. Yeah,
1: so I, it's very Catholic of me. Oh man, I'm gonna go. I I love Mary.
2: Which one? Okay, Mother Mary.
1: Okay, <laughs> I love I love Mary. Um, I I love that. First off, she's young, right? Mm-hmm. Her call yeah. to do something amazing isn't to wait till you're older. To wait till you're even married. Um, That's good. So I I love, I love that. I love her strength and how terrifying it would have had to have been for her to do what she did. I mean, I can't like the cultural pressure. Uh, I, I just I, I, I can't fathom not only because I'm not in the time, but because I'm, I'm also a male. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you, you know, you can't hide from the stigma when you're pregnant. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would say I would say that. And yeah. and I think even we see her narrative, even when she's older, you know, whether it's, you know, maybe even questioning Jesus at times, yeah. you know, crying and, and, and at his feet, you know, as he's dying, all the emotions that are wrapped up in Mary in her life. I just, I think she's an amazing woman.
2: That's good. Yeah, that's really good.
0: What about you? So I'm like you. I don't know that I could narrow it down, but um, Rahab is one of my favorite yes, women. Yes, love Rahab. Um, I just love I just love how, you know, I know that there's so many women throughout the ages, um, who have stories like Rahab and, um, the other women and, but I love that God used her story to give us as an example of how you could have a really messy, messed up past, um, but there's redemption and salvation, um and how she's part of the lineage of jesus Mm -hmm. um i think that's just a beautiful just uh, i think there was this book i read one time about um how god weaves the stories of life to make this beautiful quilt and how each thread has um has a has a specific role and part um, of holding that quilt together and i just love rahab's story i also love um mary magdalene's story i mean Mm -hmm. i know Mm -hmm. that's probably a very popular um watching the chosen though really um just make me fall in love. Made me fall in love with her. I stopped at season again. one. I need to pick it back up. I know up. we haven't watched season two either. Yeah. So, but it's, man, it's so beautiful. Have and you watched it? Live? No, I haven't. Oh my god. Early church history.
1: Go read. Uh, and this is not in scripture, obviously, but go read the Blessed Blandina, uh, a, a martyr.
0: I have to read it next year. Sorry, I'm. <laughs> it's a very, it's very short. <laughs> Max out this the list. Blessed
1: Blandina. Uh, what I love is I that my it, list. What is what is talked about is how she moved. How this, she's fourteen and how she moved men. Like soldier men and like her obedience. It's a, it's a really just phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal testament. Tell us
0: the name of that book again. It's, oh. it's
1: not a book; it's just a story. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. It's it's, an, uh, it's the Blessed Blandina. Look up Blessed. the story of the Blessed mm-hmm. Blandina.
2: Okay. You know, I'll say one one last thing. You know, when we're talking about like. Um, you know, learning how to study our Bibles and, and doing it in a really intentional and intelligent way. You know, a way that leads us to learn more about God and not just about ourselves. When we're learning about that and particularly in like in light of the culture that we've mentioned and the way that we've um, just kind of grown to understand things. Um, Learning and reading your Bible is only going to, as women in particular, it's only going to encourage our ministry more um, because we see, you know, like the men, Jesus in the New Testament, Paul, in all that, that they do and say and write and, and um, lead in ministry, like women are very prevalent in their ministry and jesus you know equalized things in such incredible ways for men and women um and for women in particular in his ministry like that's clear when you read through the old testament seeing you know the thread that has been woven through you know not just women, but it's it's present much more than I think at first glance we would consider. So, like, mm-hmm. like you may just look at the Old Testament and think it's patriarchal or uh, you know, and there are patriarchs, like that's and that's important. but there are so many women who carry the thread, who carry the torch um and do it very faithfully. There's women who have like two verses afforded to them, but man, you know, it's like I think of um, I think it's in the book of Numbers, the daughters of Zelophehad. So he had um, five daughters and his oldest daughter, her name was Noah, which I love the name Noah for for a daughter, but side note, Matt was not on board with that. (laughs) So thanks a lot, Matt. Um, One of our daughters would have been named Noah after her. Anyway, um, like she went to Moses and said, hey, we don't have any brothers, but our father died. So we should receive his inheritance. Um, you know, like, and that's a blip in the story in that book. Um, but they, Moses asked God, what should I do? And God said, give them their inheritance. And so the law was changed because she spoke up on behalf of her sisters. Um, like when we read things like that, that should not just empower us, but, um, remind us that God lovingly sees us. And then there's a piece of this story, you know, for us that's clearly written. So, so good. Well, Jeremy, um, you know, as one
0: of our pastors, I want to say thank you so much for the role that you play mm-hmm. um, as one of those pastors and men who are um, supportive of uh, training the women of the church and tr- so that we can train and um, minister and um, grow disciples um I know that that's, I know you all probably get some pushback, <laughs> probably not from people in our church, but from other pastors and other people. So um, you are doing a phenomenal job and we appreciate you and we love you guys. Thanks. And um,
1: I think the only pushback we've ever gotten was the deaconess thing. I think that's probably was the biggest <laughs> one.
0: Well, you know, you, you all made it happen. So yeah,
1: we well, I think, well, again, it, like you said, it's important for daughters to see. Absolutely. And people in the church to see ideal when you know, female serpents in the church so
0: mm-hmm.
2: agreed yeah. and you do that well, and it's was in the point. bible there's
1: that, that too well. you know? we've,
0: got,
2: <laughs> we've got another favorite of mine yeah. miss phoebe <laughs> right. oh I, phoebe's Which, i wrote her in
0: my notes yeah. yeah she was my first name that i yes. wrote just kind of thinking about women if we were going to talk about them but all right so you know we could sit here for days and talk about i know it. without will it
1: just is so I, nice was you, know? A good just, podcast, was it? you th- this is the best podcast like ever. probably
0: top five right hey we, what top if we three, always maybe? did it
1: this time and then we just didn't, we tell, didn't will. tell him yeah
0: it's possible we could do that. do that we'll have another guest on soon and see how that yeah you know. yeah yeah okay, okay. well tara listeners um if you are a woman and you are not signed up to do our bible study on wednesday nights um it is every other wednesday at six thirty, 30 and uh, we do provide childcare. um if you're not involved and sign up, um, talk to one of our pastors or Olivia um, or even one of the ladies who are um, attending. Uh, reach out to somebody and we will help you get signed up for it. Um, we are working through the book of Philippians and it's going to continue um, the rest of the spring and we'll uh, finish it up in the fall. So um, we're looking forward to... Um, just diving in and learning more about the word and how to apply that to our hearts and lives. um, And honestly, just falling in love with God's word. And um, it's a beautiful thing. And once you truly see the gospel and the Bible for what it is, you truly do fall in love with it and you Mm -hmm. realize how important it is in your life and how much um, it's just needed. So. Listeners, thank you. Um, if you have any questions, I'll punch you. Not not <laughs> <laughs> not Yes,
1: yes. No, you can ask your questions. Not to our
0: listeners. Oh my um, gosh. Jeremy is doing what he always does. And I'm when sorry. it comes time to round down and wrap it up, he makes this face at me and tells me to wrap Listen, it up. Because he knows g- I struggle so look, this hard. This is gonna be
1: the greatest ending. Go ahead. I
0: know. Um thanks for listening. That's all I got. <laughs> I can't even believe you. I'll punch you. You just made me threaten six listeners. listeners. <laughs> <laughs>